All right, here we are again, Oliver. Two guys, one spirit. Praise be to God for this blessed day. Yes, we are so thankful that God has brought us back together after uh, probably like a month or so of not recording. But here we are back to love God and serve God and serve you all out there with hopefully a message that God has for each one of you today on your journeys as you look to develop a relationship with Jesus. Amen. So what are we talking about today, Oliver? I have no clue, but I guess there's some topics, I guess. I don't know. The thought of God's will, or maybe like God's plan, like what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, um, like, how do we know if we are doing God's will or... Or, or something like that. And then I think another thing, I don't know, maybe we talk about both or whatever, is just what's the purpose? What's the purpose of all of this? This uh, following Jesus, um, talking to people about Jesus, uh, serving people. Like, what's the, what's the point of it all? Um, yeah, that's just kind of what I feel right now. Is there something that you could jump in on that? No, I mean those are those are really important topics. I mean, we could definitely um, speak very, very. Uh, I mean, a lot of time could be spent on those those particular topics you just mentioned. So, why don't you kind of open it up and talk about what you're what you're feeling about maybe the first, you want to go with the first one? Oh, maybe we go with the second one or maybe we jump back. Okay. All right. I don't know. We'll see. I guess, uh, I've kind of been thinking just lately about the point of it all. Like, what is it? What are we doing here? And I don't know, maybe it just, I don't know. I, I just think we kind of make things complicated and that we want to make it uh, more than what it really is. So I guess like faith and Jesus. And then I kind of just think back to how it's um, it's all about relationships, man. And I think it's about our relationship with God first and primary, primarily, primary. <laughs> and then it's our relationship with uh well, with God through Jesus and then our relationship with each other. And I think that's kind of, for me at least, I think that's what it's kind of all about. Just having that loving relationship with God. And then I think back to the relationships that I've had, let's say it should start with, let's say before this journey, it was like my relationship with my family. Like what was that like? Yeah, what was my purpose, I guess, in my family? What was my purpose in life? And I guess just going back to, I guess there there should be things that as a kid growing up that we pick up from our relationship with our dad, from our relationship with our mom. And then if we have, if we are so blessed to have siblings, um, 
what does our relationship with our siblings look like and what do we learn from that and then after that expanding into the community with friends and coworkers and people like that and so i just think the relationship idea is very foundational and incorporating or bringing love into that relationship and then i guess it comes back to well how do we learn how to love um I guess I, I may have brought it up here before, but I can bring it up again. My brother and I were having a conversation, and this is kind of when I started my journey. I asked him, you know, what, what do you think God has planned for your life? Like, what do you think the purpose of, um, what do you think the purpose of your life is? And then he said, well, I think God put me on this earth to be a good father, does that sound familiar to you, John? Like, I may have shared it with you, not on the podcast, but did that sound familiar? Uh, a, a little bit, but I, I'd love to have you expound on that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was just like, yeah, so, okay, if, if you feel like God is calling you to be a good father, then I guess knowing the relationship that I have had with my father and knowing that my brother is my brother and we have the same dad, right? Where does he get an example of of what being a good father is like? So I asked him, like, where do you where does your example come from? Because I, I guess there's two sources where it can come from. It can come from the world, like, okay, we get our examples from the world with I guess different TV dads or different dads we see in the community, our uncles, um, whoever else that we see. And then I kind of, I don't know if I brought it up or I, God had me thinking like, well, why won't, why wouldn't we turn to God? So the two people again are the worldly dads. And then the other person is our God, our father in heaven. So that was kind of interesting. And then kind of just jumping more into the idea of relationship if I can have a loving and good relationship with God, our Father, in whom, like, you know, I cannot see, but I can see and feel Him through through others. I can feel His love for me through others. I could see, just I could see Him in other people. So if I can have a good relationship with Him, how much more of a loving relationship can I have with the people that I do see like uh, my wife and my kids. So I kind of think um, that's very key and foundational, just having that loving relationship with God, me loving Him, but I'm only able to love Him because He first loved me. I think that's a Bible verse, something like, that's okay, let's not just guess, let's go look the Bible and see what the verse actually says. Uh, for we love because he loved us first. Verse, let's see what pops up. Oh, 1 John 4, 19. So we'll jump to that. Still kind of getting used to this. 1 John 4, 19. And it says, we love because he first loved us. And then we'll continue to verse 20. 
If anyone says, I love God, but hates his brother, he is a liar. For whoever does not love a brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. This is the commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. Man, I think that's pretty powerful. And I think that says a lot about relationship as well. Kind of, again, emphasizing what a, um, the whole, for whoever does not love a brother whom he has seen, so you see this person, but you cannot love God who he has not seen. Um, yeah, what do you think about that, John? No, I mean, yeah, that's, I love these verses. Um, I, I, I um, definitely want to give glory to God for uh, putting this in your heart to talk about relationship with God because last night I was at a, it's like a parent meeting for confirmation students and there's a lot of people there, um, a lot of parents and their, and their kids, you know, their high school kids that are in confirmation. And I just couldn't help but think about my own journey and how I felt when I was in high school and being in a room in which I'm, you know, supposed to be getting the sacrament of confirmation and just how indifferent I was at that time, just kind of having that mentality of, oh, I'm only here because my parents are like forcing me to be here. You know, like I didn't have a desire in my heart to be there for myself. And, and it was like, that was like kind of what was ringing in my heart about just, you know, the Lord is, is, he is love, right? I mean, just like from that same, that same book, uh, and, and, uh, that you're just looking at, I mean, right there on, on verse 16, we have come to know and to believe in the love God has for us. God is love and whoever remains in love remains in God and God in him. Like, man, that, that is, um, that is very, very powerful. And like, I, just, you know, being in high school, like, I'm sure I, can, I couldn't sit, I couldn't help but sit there last night and feel like, you know, a lot of these kids probably feel the same way that I was feeling, just kind of that indifference because of this ignorance of 
who God really is and, and not, you know, not knowing how much he loves me, you know, and, and how, like, I think, I think what also kind of is, is spoken to my heart as well is that people like this word, you brought up relationship, like people, like just their own definition of that, that word relationship, if you really think about it, is probably something that has come from the world, right? They, whatever they see on TV or whatever um, they learn in school, I mean, I think that, you know, without, I, I mean, I feel, I feel this in my own heart my and, and see this in my own journey, like without loving God, we don't actually know what relationship is like in the true sense of it, because like, kind of like through these verses that you just, that we just looked over in this book, um, first John, uh, chapter four, like this is like love is a requirement to have, you know, a, a relationship in the way that the Lord calls us to the, the way the Lord wants us to have relationship with others. Like you're, like you're referring to. Um, so I just, I just felt sorrow. I felt sorrow last night for my brothers and sisters in, in the church, just kind of feeling like, you know, these kids, they probably don't know what that real relationship with God looks like. You know, you were referring to what does that look like? And, you know, we as parents, we have to, we have to, by the grace of God, see like why that is. Like, why is it that my high school student who is in confirmation year one or year two, why is it that they, why do I feel like they don't necessarily want to be here? Why, why is it? Why is that? You know, like we need to be able to ask ourselves these questions and like, if we're humble enough to answer that question, honestly, we have to be able to say that, you know what? My child does not want to be here or maybe does not seek a relationship with God because of what they perceive about about my own like lack of relationship with God. Like I think we as parents, probably because we're so consumed with ourselves and the things that are going on in our daily life, whether it's work, you know, taking care of the kids, doing things with the house, like whatever, whatever it is. I think we can become so distracted where we can find ourselves in a rut 
and we start kind of like not really like seeking God or not really having this awareness that he's he's still right there in everything that we're doing like he's right there like he just he wants to talk to us but like he's waiting for us to talk to him first you know and because he doesn't impose his love on us so i just um i'm feeling all of these feelings last night thinking about this it's kind of like because they were uh the head of the confirmation program over at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Riverside. She was, her name is Mary. God bless her. She's, um, she recently had her husband pass away within the last year or so. And here she is, man. She's just, she's still, still give, giving herself to God in this way to serve the Lord and, and, and you know, lead this, this ministry of, of having, you know, these high school kids get receive the sacrament. And, um, she was, she was kind of mentioning last night that, you know, that they'd like to uh, do a retreat this year for the confirmation two year two students, which would include my, my twins. And I just feeling kind of this sorrow for what was like, what I was feeling in reference to like, the high school students there and kind of their indifference towards being there and, and kind of just like, you know, observing, um, you know, just kind of body language from parents, um, you know, that maybe haven't really like pursued like an intimate relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, I was kind of moved to just kind of talk to Mary after, after the meeting was over. And I just, you know, we've had conversations before. She's kind of asked me to do help her out in certain things. And so uh, there's a pre-existing relationship there. It's not like it was just some random guy that came up to her. I mean, she knows who I am. And uh, I just was moved to kind of tell her like, hey, if you, you know, you guys end up doing a retreat, if there's anything I can do to help out, like to talk to the kids or anything, I'd be uh, more than happy to, I'd be open to that. And she was, she was, you know, I think she was very appreciative of that and, uh, was was definitely uh, telling me she should keep me in mind. So anyway, I, I'm hopefully that kind of moved you in such a way to kind of respond to kind of it's it was just kind of what I was feeling last night when I was around these high school kids and and their parents. It was uh, it was a big room. You know, the church is pretty decent in size. I mean, easily over easily over. You know. You know 150 people in there easily you know over 200 possibly i mean and i'm just kind of you know really through the holy spirit kind of just trying to see through his eyes and and kind of see what god is asking of me in this in this moment so anyway i'll let you uh speak on well, i like how you brought up there. you had a pre-existing relationship with mary and how you weren't just some random guy again coming back to uh, the whole idea of relationship building with not just your family not just with god but with other people um i also like how you mentioned um the kids um not wanting to be there 
And then I think as parents, we have to accept the accountability in that, okay, well, why are we <laughs> sending our kids here when we, uh, I don't know, I guess people believe, but what's the extent, what's the degree of the belief? And I guess that translates to the kids, right? So if the kids are sitting there like, oh, okay, well, I'm just here because my parents, okay, well, then maybe my parents have that kind of same relationship or lack of relationship with God, with Jesus. So I think that relationship thing is going to be very key in our um, determining whether we go to heaven or hell, right? Relationship. I think there's a verse or passage in the Bible where it talks about... Um, or Jesus is actually, is it Jesus? Probably Jesus saying he's separating either the sheep or the goats on the one hand, on, on the right side, left side. And then one side is going to go, I think, to heaven. The other side is not going to be in heaven. And I'm not going to say go to hell because no one wants to hear that they're not going to heaven. No one wants to hear that they're going to hell. So I'll just say well, one's probably going to heaven. The other one is probably not going to heaven. And, all, and what it was based on was, I don't know, John, can you pull that up or are you familiar with that? What it, what it was kind of based on was relationship with other people. He says, <clears throat> was it something along the lines of when I was naked, you, you didn't clothe me. When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was thirsty, you didn't give me drink. But then the response was, well, when did we ever see you hungry? When did we see you thirsty? When did we see you needing clothes? And then Jesus said was, well, the least that you did for the other person, like you, you did for me, coming back to the relationship idea that, you know, Jesus is in all of us, or we should look to see Jesus in all of us, which would in turn help us to love each other. And that can ultimately help with us going to heaven or not going to heaven or being with Jesus versus not being with Jesus. And again, just the whole, okay, yeah, I could say that I go to church on Sunday. I can say that I read the Bible. I can say that I participate in all these ministries. But then that verse doesn't talk about how, oh, well, did you join a ministry or did you... Uh, lead a Bible study, or did you help out all these at all these events? Right. Uh, um, yeah. I got that verse when you. Uh, yeah. When yeah. You want to yeah, you want to read that? Huh? Yeah. Matthew chapter twenty-five, verses thirty-one through forty-six. Matthew twenty-five. Yeah, Matthew twenty-five, okay. thirty-one through forty-six, and the Lord said when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him he will sit upon his glorious throne and all the nations will be assembled before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats he will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left then the king will say to those on his right Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. 
I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these, these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life yep that's uh that was in my (laughs) that's what i was thinking about and so man just again going back to relationship it seems like relationship is very important and yeah like they have probably ministries to feed the hungry ministries to to prison but it's kind of like well do you really have to be part of that ministry in order to kind of be doing that stuff like in our everyday life, God sends us out, you know, when we go to Mass and we, at the end of Mass, we're called to, to go serve, to to be Jesus to the people that God puts before us. And then it's like, again, just building relationship with people. And I just think, going back to, man, we can really complicate our lives. We can really complicate this journey. We can make things more than what it really is. And I've just been really feeling like, man, I think it just all comes back to relationship. Because then, if I were to die today, I would think, okay, like, how are my relationships? What did I do for people? Not to earn something, but like, what did I do to um, show Jesus' love to the people? And not just Jesus' love, because we're supposed to call to love like Jesus, so I need to learn how to love like Jesus, which is only possible by inviting the Holy Spirit into my heart to love people, because if if not, I, I wouldn't probably be here talking to you, John, or sharing all this stuff, right? I think I heard someone, uh, I might mess this up, uh, I heard somewhere about uh, the magician's pen and teller and how one of them was like, I think they're, I don't know if they're both not Christians or if they're both like atheists, 
but let's just say that they're not they're atheists for this example or this illustration uh, one of one of them said to someone who was a confessing Christian who said that they believed in God they said well how much would you have to hate me to not share the news of Jesus with me or like how much do you believe in Jesus that you would share it with me someone who doesn't believe and then it kind of just makes me reflect on oh man that's coming from like an atheist and it's maybe like a way to like test myself and my love for Jesus like okay I just met this person am I going to love this person the way that Jesus loves this person or am I gonna be shy timid and just be like oh another missed opportunity to share Jesus's love for this person and then I guess it comes back to the belief again like my belief like do I really believe it that I that I will not let an opportunity like that pass me up to share the love of Jesus with other people. And I get it, you know, I'm human and we're human and we'll fail. But then that's why, you know, God gives us like these opportunities and these uh, chances to to do it while we are still given this life here on earth. And then I heard Father Mike Schmidt say, this is pretty powerful also, he said, you know, I may not be the one to bring my brother or sister, my, my direct family member, to the knowledge of Jesus, but I share it with you all in the hopes that one of you <laughs> may reach my brother or sister. And I was just like, oh, oh, that's so good. So powerful. And again, just... uh hovering on the theme of relationships and loving people just for the sake of loving them like Jesus. And then you jump into your ministries and you, you do the same, but how do I bring it into like my daily life? But yeah, what do you think, John? Oh, did you, did you hear that same thing? You had a smile when I was saying that well, stuff. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> hear that, but I, I I love what what you shared there about what Father Mike said because it's it's a hundred percent true. Like like he's speaking from a place of love and humility in which like he's not gonna try to impose like God right on his on his family, who whomever he is, whoever whomever it is that he's talking about but that's how like powerful the Holy spirit is. Right. Like that, like he knows what's in father Mike's heart and, and I have no doubt. I have no doubt in my mind that, that the Lord will use someone that heard that has been like listening to father Mike, whether it's Bible in a year or someone that, goes to father mike's masses like whatever the case may be right watches ascension videos on youtube i mean whatever it is like god is going to use someone or 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 people like you know because several or, or many right to bring 
conversion to um, these souls that are in the in, in Father Mike's heart. But um, one thing that I did uh, that I did receive while you were talking was just like like you know when we have speaking of relationship right when we have these interactions with with people that God has placed in front of us I mean um, what came to me was Saint Francis and how he says you know preach the gospel and when necessary use word like you know if you, if necessary use words I'm kind of butchering it but it, it, it essentially means he's you know what it what the saying is is like you know live the gospel out like you know um people i think i think one reason that people maybe don't seek the lord is that they they have never experienced what god's love is like and so god you know looks to us people that call themselves christians right he the lord calls us to live out this amazing love and and mercy that God has for us and you know it sometimes all it takes is like little things like just kind of doing little things for people and not expecting anything back in return like that's kind of like what it stems from i think you know like our world you know, when we are in relationship with people, you know, like we have friends or family, so often, I think sorry, more often Sorry than not, to interrupt here, John, but oh. we're probably going to need to wrap it up. I didn't oh, okay. charge my battery that powers this thing. <laughs> and the lights are blinking right now, so we can keep going. And then for those that are listening, if we cut off, um, that's the reason why. So continue. <laughs> So more often than not, we, we actually are in this impure place, a place that is not of God's love when we are expecting something in return before we are willing to do something. You know, it's this conditional love. Like, I'm not going to do this until I'm gonna, unless I'm going to get something out of it. Oh, yeah, no, just continue. I just wanted to jump in there with that selfish, and that's right, uh, conditional like putting i don't know limitations in it yeah i mean so like as long as we continue to kind of have that selfish mentality that selfish mindset we'll never love as god loves but then at the same time there are like these severe effects in that the person that we're encountering in that moment will not experience god's love because we were not open to just give without expecting anything in return. If we were willing to take that step by, you know, asking and, and, you know, for that grace and being open to receive that, then this person could feel the Lord's love and be like, huh, and just kind of like start asking themselves the question, like, why did this person do that? Like, didn't even ask me anything, you know, to give any to him or pay him or whatever, whatever it is, right? Like just, it was a pure act of love, not expecting anything in return. Like these are the types of, um, you know, actions that, that we don't do enough as, as Christians that we are just 
you know, we're caught up in the, in that conditional love of always just kind of expecting something in return in order to give our time in order to, um, do anything charitable. So, um, you know, I think that's something that we should kind of ponder, uh, within ourselves. Like is, you know, is that the type of love that I am giving out to my brother and my sisters, my brothers and sisters, am I, am I, am I setting conditions? Am I, restricting myself because I have a, a selfish mentality and, and please know that if that is, if that is you, I mean, I, I know this very well. Cause I, I, this is how, you know, I, I'm, it's, it's an ongoing process. Like we, we all struggle with these types of things. And this is, I was a very selfish man prior to my own conversion. So I, I know what that feels like to just kind of be so self-centered that we don't know, we don't know how to love. We don't know how to love as God loves. And so um, I'll just kind of knowing that, I don't know when this is going to get cut off. Um, I'll leave <laughs> oh, well, well, I guess we'll end it kind of soon. But so to leave you all with hope and stuff, um, in Romans chapter five, verse eight, but God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So if you're sitting there thinking like, man, I'm just this big sinner. There's no way that God can love me. I mean, he says it right here. Romans 5, chapter 8. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And you think, you know, Christ Jesus, he died for us. And so what are we doing to develop that relationship for Jesus who died for us. Like I could see, you know, in the world, we'll do anything. Like let's say we had a, a best friend die or we had someone very close to us die. We'll be like, I'm going to live my life for that person. That person was so great. They've influenced me so much. I'm going to live my life for them. Like I'm going to, like, I've heard people say that. Like these people have impacted them. And it's not like those people really died for them. Like God just decided, hey, you know, it's their time to go and it's their time to go. But then if, if we can do that for a family member or a friend, there was someone there out there that died for us because he loved us free, free of charge. Like there was nothing. And that was Jesus. So it's kind of like, what can we do? Like, what can we do to show our love to Jesus who gave his life for us? while we were still sinners and i guess what what we can do is just love give that love back you know we've been given this gift of love and that lo gift is not for ourselves and it's meant for us to give to other people so and like you've mentioned before john like not a conditional love that we give but we give an unconditional love and i kind of struggled with that idea in my relationship with you john and thanks be to god for him showing that through that issue that we had but yeah conditional and unconditional love people around you let that be first and primary so that way god he knows your heart and he sees jesus in you when you love other people but yeah sorry i didn't charge this thing <laughs> but we're still going but we can wrap it up right now.
So do you want to add any other words, John, like about relationships or anything else? Love, you know, love has to be at the center of of it, you know, and and we have to be willing to admit that we don't know what God's love is, you know. um, I think also we have to admit that we don't know how to love. Exactly. Like, like that was my, my plea to God in, in June of 2019, like, show me how to love my wife the way that you love her, you know? And, and that was like the beginning of just grace. Like, first of all, he gave me the grace to ask the question, but then just like after that, continuing to pour graces into me where I was reaching out to you. So, you know, and praise be to God for the journey that, um, that, that, I continue to walk on you know, in pursuit of him. Yes. So anyway, just, you know, again, uh, I love that uh, we talked about relationships uh, today because, you know, I just really, again, last night, just being at that meeting, like that's, that's, that's what it's about. Like to really have this intimate relationship with God. And, um, you know, we have to, you know, have the humility to really kind of seek to know what that looks like. Like, what does that look like? You know, it's so easy to just say, oh yeah, have a relationship with God, you know? But if we have a different definition in our minds that has been created by the world or created by people that have been showing us like conditional relationships, then how am I going to know like, you know, what that even looks like with the type of relationship that God wants to have with me? You know what I mean? Like that it's not going to work. Like, so we, we really need to ask ourselves these tough questions and take it to prayer. Just take it to prayer. Like, Lord, I, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I, I don't know you know, please show me like, you know, it could be something very simple. It just, it doesn't have to be this complicated prayer. Like just tell the Lord where you're at and tell him where you'd like to be and ask for his help and he will be ready to take it. (laughs) Yes. And he's a loving God and he will just pour into you. So I'll just, uh, that's my uh, little two cents there. Okay. And I guess with that said, Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening.